Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. Welcome in. Balloon Party driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura. Tim McKernan Action Jackson with you here on this program. Uh, Jackson, it's Thursday and it's a wide berth Thursday. Is that what they call this? Boy, is it ever, Tim. Is that right? So it is. You can confirm. Can confirm. Wide berth Thursday. All right. Well, you. what happens on wide berth Thursday? Of course, we have the Will Pittles. What is it called today? Return Rundown. Return Rundown. Uh, yesterday was a big colonoscopy Wednesday, hence the return Thursday. And you give the topic, the request for a deep dive. It can trigger memories. Some are good, some are bad. I don't know. And the next thing you know, it can be the entire program. Absolutely. That's what a wide berth Thursday is here on Munganess St. Louis Acura's Balloon Party. It's a grab bag. I don't know. It is. It is a grab. It is like it's an old school mailbag segment. Those are my favorites. We'll see. We'll see what happens. 314-399-9646. I mean, you can essentially decide what you hear for the next hour. 314-399-9646. Air Comfort Service text line. I, I mean, I'll go any direction you want. It's just it's got what it's got to do is got to make my synapses fire. If my synapses fire. Everyone wins. I'm going to say that one more time so people have a chance to, to write it in or enter it in their phones. If my synapses fire, everyone wins. I want you to think about that while we play the Little Piddles Return Rundown. Woo! Yep. All right, first question. So this was on your Twitter yesterday. It was also on the TMA fan page. Oh, wow. I see where you're going with this. Uh, the Gallup poll got like 1,500 votes. All right. The over-under for the Cardinals wins this season has been set at 88 and a half. Where are you going with this number? What do you think? I'm currently buying time. Mm. You know, I ask the questions, but I usually am rarely asked to answer. Right. I can go questions. first. Go ahead. I think it's under, but just under. Like okay. 86 or 87. Like, I think it's right there. I think it's a really good number. Now, St. Louis sports media move, just so people kind of know, there's a handbook on this stuff, is you always side with uh, the home team. And get whatever. The Cardinals are win the world. So I still think the Blues will win the Cup this year. Uh, yeah, STL City. I know they're ten thousand to one to win, but I think yeah, I think they should win this year. That's that's the thing you do, just to kind of let people know. Because in a smaller town like this, there's very little upside to being against mm-hmm. what is perceived to be against the home team. I'm just letting people know the handbook. If you want to know the handbook, you know, uh, I got it at my 25th anniversary of being in the. Uh, Sports media at the gala, on, yeah, the gala. There, that was a jubilee. Yeah, it, it was. The it log was cabin. Really special. Yep. And so I know that, but with that said, I'm going to put myself in the spot where I'm actually putting money on it. So then I care about my answer. So allow me to take me away. Calgon new sponsor, take me away. You familiar with the Calgon ads? Mm-mm. I don't even know what they sell. 
or provide. I think, I think like bubble baths. And they had a hell of an ad campaign in like the 80s during Price is Right. Big bubble bath. Yeah, big bubble bath. It's a huge market in the 80s. All right, I got to put $1,000 down. I have to put $1,000 down. God. I'm going under. Under. I'm going yeah. under. Yeah. With the new schedule, had it been last year's schedule, yeah, 88 and a half, I think they could win 90 games. This year's schedule, now there's plenty of as uh, of bad teams out there, even outside the NL Central. But when for you every play, one great team, there's about two bad, one point six seven bad teams. Right. So there's still plenty of bad teams. I would consider play. the Cardinals to be a great team. I think they are probably a playoff team, and who knows what yeah. happens in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. They're like second tier. Uh, you know, that first tier is 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 top heavy, but the second tier kind of team. And Eighty-five and a half. I'm probably going over. So you see where I am. Yeah, so that's, I'm, in I'm in the same. Eighty-seven, eighty-eight range. All right. Next question. Boat. All right. Tyler O'Neill discussing the possibility of playing and competing for center field this spring has many people speculating that maybe Jordan's, Jordan Walker's time to shine right out of the gate. Do you, uh, do you get that sense? Would that increase your excitement level for the season? I've expected it for months, mm-hmm. so it doesn't change my mind. I understand your question, but in my mind, since the question is directed specifically mm-hmm. to me, I, it doesn't, I'm, I'm legitimately excited. About, I was on the phone with Claiborne. Well, we were just BSing last Friday. I'm going to get him on the show. The show. God, I love. I just love BSing with him. Yeah, he's great. Uh, and uh, and he was really high, not only on Walker but on Win as well. Yeah. And um, I think there's some real, real buzz, uh, bigger than I think what people perhaps locally realize. I think everybody kind of knows about those guys now, but I don't know if people know. Uh, the question is, will I reach for Jordan Walker in our fantasy draft? I mean, he'd be. That's, you'd probably get him late, but in St. Louis, like if someone's out there listening in, uh, in in Nashville or oh, Nev- we're big in Nashville or Nevada, or I of think course, our NBA thing got Nashville listeners exactly. And then of course uh, Pittsburgh, where we are the pulse oh, off, kill it in Pittsburgh. Some of your friends who be in the know take Jordan Walker. Right. So if you're in a Pittsburgh fantasy baseball league, you can probably get him maybe in the tenth uh, round. It's like but in St. Louis, rounds. you might have to take him in the first round. <laughs> <laughs> if, you're in, if you're in a certain league, that definitely could be the case. Absolutely. And that'd be pretty great. Uh, what, do you have a third question or not? Oh, you, you, better believe I, you better believe I have a third this question. This return rundown, the colonoscopy return rundown, it's called. Yeah, I had a different name. I'll tell you the other name I was thinking about oh. during the break. Uh, do you think the Blues will make a move for somebody, i.e. Timo Meyer, ahead of the deadline as a way to speed up the rebuild process and make sure they don't lose out, you know, have dead seasons, so to say? I think that that is really possible. Yeah. I really do. I, I'm surprised you're asking that question. That's kind of a hockey-sophisticated question, tip of the cap. Do you have somebody feeding you this stuff? I know. I've been looking desperately for someone to give me some ho- good hockey knowledge, but I think I'm getting trapped where people are like, oh, say this. I'm like, I don't know. If oh, know. yeah, they want you to. It's very meta. But, um, no, we talked to Jeremy Rutherford yesterday on TMA, and uh, – so I read some of his articles mm-hmm. and uh, you know did my show prep. I think for that's it. some. I don't know if it happens by March third, but I do think something like that is more likely to happen um, b- before next season. My point being, that's the direction I think this "quote unquote" rebuild is going to go. Right, like I don't a soft think this rebuild. Is, as Chris Kerber said on Tuesday with us, it's this is not going to be the two thousand five six seven deal. It, it can't be because there's already dollars committed. Right. Uh, you, you do have a question for correct. Oh, well, and I want people to be sending in their deep dive ideas requests. Hell, maybe we'll do three different deep dives. Maybe we'll just do one for the next 45 minutes. I don't know. I, I go through the texts uh, in the commercial break. That's it's what I synapse do. dependent. It's, it, yeah, make my synapses fire. 
Missouri's win Tuesday was far from relaxing. Do you think a win like this can provide a spark down the stretch and propel this team to the top of their delta as the SEC tournament and the big dance loom? No, not that win. But I, I, I think they kind of, we said this on TMA, say it again, if they lost in the first round, especially considering the seed they're most likely to have, uh-huh. I mean, isn't it all but limited to 7, 8, or 9, wouldn't you say? I mean, that's, Unless they make a crazy run in the SEC tournament, yeah, then that's I, what it's going to be. So, yeah, if you're a 7 and you lose to a 10, that's not a startling development. Mm-mm. So I could see that happening, and then at the same time, I could see them just going off. Right. And, and the thing that I'll keep saying, you know, usually when you're an 8 or 9, you go, oh, you got to go up against a 1 seed. And yeah, you don't want to go up against a 1 seed, of course, but... This year's one seeds are just not, from my standpoint anyway, and I will yield to your college basketball knowledge, but comparatively speaking, the previous decade's one seeds, my sense is this is a weaker crop of talent in comparison. It's it's not as dominating. It, it, it isn't what they had like with Baylor right. uh, a couple of years ago, where it was just kind of a foregone conclusion, or Gonzaga, where it was kind of a foregone conclusion. So wide open on the freeway. Yeah, I uh, they're... The number one seed, there hasn't been a clear number one all year. It's Purdue one week, it's Houston one week, it's Bama the next week. I think Bama is the best team in the country, but they can, I mean, you saw what happened against Oklahoma. You almost saw it last night against situation, you know, legally that, that, that's yeah. impactful potentially. Uh, yeah, big time. And that might affect their, who, Nate Oates, basketball wise, great coach, but, you know, a lot of things are up in the air at the moment. Uh, all right, I have one more question. Okay, one more question in the Little Piddles return rundown. Yeah. The, Before it, we go deep diving, yeah, and there's a million texts. Which one? I'm, I'm I, I don't know. And then there's so many requests. Which one is going to be the one that wins? Yeah, oh well, yeah. We're they, gonna find out here. Yeah, this is kind of a dead time in sports in St. Louis, relatively. Wow, relatively. wow, wow. I should use a better term. Relatively, I would say. Relatively. Shot at the Blues and Canucks out of nowhere. Yeah, unless you're me and you're really into you know basketball and stuff. Celtics and Pacers. Can't wait. Jazz and, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, Cavs and Nuggets. I'm looking forward to watching that. Uh, but the, uh, you know, the Blues are kind of floating along. Is that right? In a bad, in a bad way. Wow. Well, I mean, mic drop. You know, uh, spring, <laughs> spring training is its infancy, and unless you're a big basketball fan, there isn't a ton going on. Where are some sports storylines or topics that have you locked in and ready for the spring push of baseball, major golf tournaments, NHL playoffs, and the big dance and NBA playoffs? The sports story that I am most intrigued by isn't necessarily on the field, ice court, is what's going on with the television situation with baseball, because I think it impacts what goes on on the field. And also, I want to not have to subscribe to Spectrum and YouTube TV like a complete lunatic. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I recognize before you hit the send button that I don't have to do that. I can't wait to the day where I don't have to any right. longer. Um, but uh, just to be able to go, oh, I want to see the—I see that somebody's in a no-hitter, you know, in Wrigley Field, and they're playing the Diamondbacks. And I just go on my phone because I pay whatever it is, $200 a year, and it is— Hit play, you know, or I'm on the road and I want to be able to watch the Cardinals game, you know, while your your phone is still registered in St. Louis. So it doesn't matter that you're in Jupiter. You can't watch, you know, I'm looking forward to that. I'm also looking forward to seeing um, what direction baseball takes because I think it's such a pivotal moment. I'm also anxious to see if it is righted and if it is righted, how that impacts the business model for teams because it is going to certainly impact revenue. And then does that impact the way a team that may rely more on their their 
uh, television deal like the Cardinals, does it impact the way that they can spend? And did it play out? And I don't know if we'll ever get an answer as to why the Cardinals went from, yeah, we're going to increase our payroll at the start of the offseason to, you know, what was a, relatively speaking, tepid offseason. Yeah. And some might consider that to be polite. What What is intriguing you the most outside of Missouri basketball, college basketball, and the association? Uh, Anything? Yeah, I mean, you know, you got, I want to, I'm really curious to see how STL City, uh, the start of that, I think that's going to be really cool. Um, you know, I think, uh, for me, I'm just so... Battlehawks are in Seattle tonight. Yeah, Battlehawks are in Seattle tonight. Oh, you kind of dismissed it, I could tell, in the way you said it. I've wa- I watched the first one, and I was yeah, I was interested, and it's cool, and I'm really glad that there's more sports in St. Louis. You're never going to catch me saying otherwise. But it just doesn't lock me in. Like Wow, um, mic drop. I just, this is honesty in media. There's it is nothing honesty else. in media, and this I respect is, that. This is honesty in media. I respect if somebody has something that isn't necessarily waving pom-poms for St. Louis. Right. But doing it, you know, in a earnest. True, yeah, and then so yeah, I know where you're going with that. So you don't just be contrarian guy, just be right. contrarian guy. Right, exactly. Like yeah. you truly, that's how you truly feel. Yeah, and that is, and you want to be endearing, you want to be honest with people, and that's just truly how I feel. Not for me, and I know you qualify the outside, but this is the best three months of the year for me. So, I'm mm-hmm. four months. So I'm I'm locked in all the way on sports, probably more so than I am any other time of the year. Starting usually at the end of March, first week of April is my sports euphoria. Mm-hmm. Baseball regular season starts up. The Masters, uh, now RBC Heritage, Harbortown is an elevated, designated oh, really? calling it really? event. It is, yes. Yeah, so that yeah. field's going to be ridiculous. And the Stanley Cup playoffs. And so it sucks that there's most likely not going to be Stanley Cup playoffs around here. That cause I love it. And then also psychologically, the weather is getting warmer. puts me in a good place, although apparently we're just not going to do winter <laughs> here this year, which is wonderful. Yeah, standing. So, so we get to skip over that. So uh, that is uh, that is my favorite time at this particular... This is always the way that it is. It's why TMA would always go down to spring training at this time of year, because there's nothing else usually going on. Right. So, you know, just the way that it works. Been doing this since 2002. I recognize the cycle. Yeah. Um, but I kind of that's kind of one of the things I like is not like forcing topics on the audience. I mean, hey, if people really want to dig into lineups on you know various sports. God bless. It's just not what we do, and you know we're gone at eleven o'clock. And if you really want to dig in and hate listen, we're on HD two. You know, but I mean, you got to be like uh, get a Columbus uh, map to you know, find the new world. <laughs> Although I would just recommend the TMASTL app, Jackson, or watching us on YouTube.com/slash/TMASTL, and you'll see just how naughty looking I really am. So naughty. Thank you. Yeah, this is, I'd, I'd say this is number two of the most quiet time in sports. Number one, of course, MLB All-Star Game. That's yeah. why the ESPYs are there because there's literally no sports going on. But then on the flip side, you go four or five months later, all four major sports are playing at the same time. So, you know, give and take. Nice. Yeah, I'm a I'm a controversial host. Yeah, I can tell. I'm a controversial host. I, mean, I wish I we took take. live phone calls. I mean, this would be, <laughs> be like Francesca in Afternoon Drive. All right, uh, it's a wide berth Thursday. And I will be scrolling the Air Comfort Service text line to see what will get my synapses firing. Maybe it'll lead to stories. Maybe it'll lead to controversial opinions like Jackson just gave to the audience. I don't know. Uh, 314-399-9646. And uh, you can leave your requests in there as well. Questions, requests for stories, whatever the case might be. Just put them in there. And uh, on the other side of the break, we will begin Wide Birth Thursday here on Munganess Balloon Party. 101 ESPN. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
Pride Birth Thursday. 101 ESPN, it's a balloon party. Driven by Mug and Ask St. Louis Acura, Tim McKernan, Action Jackson with you. Uh, back from my colonoscopy, thank you for asking. It went wonderful. Outstanding. Yeah. Good to hear. I recommend them. Not for you at 24, but if you're 45 or if you have a family history, recommend it. It couldn't, it couldn't have been easier. I was ready to go. I was building rosters for the Honda Classic by 3 o'clock yesterday, and I was out cold at 1230. So, And then back and didn't have like a hangover over it? No, I really didn't because my doctor said, oh, you'll probably sleep all afternoon, and then I, I didn't, you know. So anyway, uh, I know that, that it's just one of those things that uh, you know can certainly, you can't say it can prevent, but it can certainly help mitigate risk. Detection so, is the first step. There you go, Action Jackson. Uh, a bunch of the texts... Because we've we've gotten so many that I didn't get a chance to read through all of them, and I'll continue to read through all of them. But this brings up a topic that I was thinking about, and it was a it was you're you're catching a lot of hell. I don't know if you oh, read, I saw. okay mm. for your Battlehawks um, observation, sure. Which then leads me to this. So now this is going to be more audience participation, at least at this point in the program, than it is deep dive. All right, St. Louis's thing, for lack of better term with the battle hawks is um it, it fascinates me and, but i think it's a, a great thing mm-hmm. i mean what went on in 2020 albeit for a short period of time unfortunately and it's a shame especially for that administration who were involved in yeah. that kurt hunziker mark taylor and mark works with me on sound story um so that's how much I th- that's how much I thought of him. Right. That I'm like, who does the marketing? I was looking at buying KFNS, and I uh, in that process I said, well, whoever did the marketing for the Battlehawks, we need to hire. Yeah. And I found it was Mark, and that's how that all happened. Fun <laughs> facts for no one tell. Because I'm like, you took something that for most markets was an afterthought. The XFL. Yep. I would imagine even if you love the XFL in St. Louis, you can acknowledge that it is going to be more popular in St. Louis than it is take your pick of the vast majority, if not all, of the other respective markets. Yeah. So with that said, my question is, why, because I've seen this both on TMA and here on 101 ESPN now within the last 10 minutes or so after you said whatever it is that you said that you're not all that excited about it, um, that those who are passionate about the Battle Hawks are upset when people such as yourself, are not. Mm. But, but And I realize part of this show is to just, we right. get our asses ripped. Right. And, and that's fine. That's, you know, it's essentially kind of TMA, except mm-hmm. on, you know, a big station. <laughs> um, but but seriously, I think it's also, it's something that I've, I've noticed, and I think you're going to see it here over the next few weeks and perhaps few years, with the dogs, which is the name we affectionately call STL City, because I get people texting, why do you call them the dogs? I said, well, they need a name. And so we're giving it the dogs. dogs. And yesterday when Joey Zanaboni, we're both from the same neighborhood, got that job, uh, he texted me, he said, don't stray too far from your Twitter timeline. I'm like, I just got a colonoscopy, brother. I'm not straying too far from anything. Uh, and I saw that he got the job. Congratulations to Joey. Absolutely. Matt Rocchio's a broadcast partner. Absolutely. Uh... And I said, congratulations, man. He goes, let's go dogs. I'm like, this is great. The voice of the team is yeah. calling the dogs. He also said stray. He also said, don't stray too far away from your home. Wow. Uh, this is Anaboni. There's man. a reason. There's a reason. There's a reason. Wow. I'm disappointed in myself for not catching There's that. There's a reason. But again, I was under the influence of right. uh, Prolophil. Yeah. Is that what it was called that Michael Jackson had a yeah. guy to give him? Mm-hmm. Digressing. 
there is a passion here for the Battlehawks, which is wonderful because I would have loved it if what the Ram or what the Battlehawks had in 2020 and what might happen with the Battlehawks in a couple of weeks when they have their home first home game of this era, that atmosphere would have been at the case when the Rams were here. Mm-hmm. That kind of younger, more energetic. It reminded me of like the Bills Mafia. Right. Like it was passionate. The the game was certainly a part of it. But it was more about the game day experience, even though certainly the venue doesn't lend itself to a great tailgating scene. And so I'm asking those of you who are passionate about it, um, why are you as passionate about it as you are? Not challenging you. Not challenging you. I was thrilled that they won on Sunday. Yeah. Had they lost, full of transparency, it wouldn't have affected my mood when the Blues lost to the Hurricanes on Tuesday night. didn't affect my mood, but when they lost to, like, the Leafs in overtime between Christmas and New Year's, well, it affected my mood, but I was with my five-year-old son, and, you know, at that time, I'm still thinking playoffs. Mm-hmm. So once something doesn't really feel like have as much of an impact on a successful season, I don't really care all that, all that much. But people are clearly passionate about it, and I'm curious why. One thing I can think of, and I kind of think this way, too, and maybe it's a, a St. Louis chip on the shoulder thing. I don't like to say Midwest because the Midwest has some huge growing cities. Hell, our state has a growing city. It's just not this one. Uh, and that is, um, you know, when people would say this is a crappy football market, okay, here's an XFL franchise. And it's got ridiculous television ratings for what it is. Yep. And it's got a passionate fan base. And so one of my theories is it's still people, which I thought died down, but maybe it didn't, wanting to shove it up the backside of the NFL. And maybe Stan Kroenke is victorious, but just to show the country, even though I think it would be fair to say that virtually no one in the country is paying attention to the attendance or the television ratings in the XFL, but just feeling a sense of pride. Like, yeah, we weren't bad football fans. The deck was stacked, the game was over, and there was nothing that we could do. So that's that's the question that I am asking. Uh, Jackson, do you have any master's thesis or theses yeah. on the battle? Because you do. Good. Go ahead. It's kind of in line with what you're saying. I remember, I'm a longtime listener of TMA before I ever started working on the show, and I remember during the time when the Rams, that final season in 2015, mm-hmm. you were discussing relocation, and you said if the Rams do end up taking the St. Louis plan and staying in St. Louis, the building will be so packed and energetic and alive, no matter how good or bad the team is, because they know the team is here to stay, and this city will support the hell out of them, and it will be unlike anything you've ever seen. And I think that came true, albeit with the XFL a couple years later, because football came back in St. Louis, a team that starts in St. Louis, and it brought people together and alive, because we have a chip on our shoulder after losing two football teams and not, and for reasons that outside of the fans control it wasn't because fans weren't showing up that's not the reason the Rams left it's not the reason the Cardinals But yet left. it was the narrative attached in part around the country. Exactly. So, I agree with you and I think that that was a, a delayed response to the Rams leaving. I think it was a delayed response to the Rams. Leaving. Yeah, and I kind of thought that that would have expired by now. And I'm not saying that it hasn't. I think if that game on Sunday winds up 15 to 3, I think it's a uh, it's it's a it's a tiny little wave in a pond as far as St. Louis sports on Monday morning, mm-hmm. which is why when I was doing the show from my house on the phone on Monday with you, that I said the way that it played out on Sunday was the 
absolute perfect set of circumstances for the St. Louis Battlehawks because it made people who might not have been watching watch, made people who might not have watched at all uh, go back and watch the highlights, and it got people talking, and then it got people buzzing and excited. And yeah, I'm sure plenty of people listening right now had no idea they have a game tonight in Seattle on FX. But I'm certain that when they play at home here in a couple of weeks, people will be fired up for that. Absolutely. But a lot of that has, I don't know how people could name anybody other than A.J. McCarron on the team, but they'll be there because it has kind of become, so I don't like to think of it as a social event, but I guess that might be the right way to, to describe extent. it. That, yeah. that's, that's what it is. And it's younger. Yep. You know, your age range didn't have what my age range had, which was truly people yelling at you to sit down at the dome. Right. It really did happen. That's not a, that's not, you know, like a wives' tale. That really did happen. Now, I'm not saying it happened all over the place, but, you know, and then I'd go on the road to a, you know, Rams Giants game in New York, New Jersey, or an Eagles Rams game in Philadelphia, even Seattle. Yeah. And I can't even imagine if someone would have been yelled at to sit down in one of those buildings, how that would have played. But in St. Louis, the usher would come and yell at the person to sit down because the lady knitting the sweater behind wanted him to sit down. And, you know, that that played a role in the, you know, phenomenal atmosphere. <laughs> so uh, this is this is a place where people are there to watch football and have a experience where they're probably having some cocktails and uh, it's not they're not there to be seen. Yeah, yeah, and this is a sports city. So when the the Blues are kind of in the situation that they are, you got to you support the team that's playing right then. This is a, a city that lives and dies with its sports teams a lot like a lot of either Rust Belt or Midwest cities do. I mean, the identity of Cleveland is in their sports teams. The identity of Milwaukee, Pittsburgh, Detroit, all of that is in its sports teams, which is awesome. I think it's the most authentic thing in sports. So when you got a team in town, you root for them. Uh, this uh, listener with a uh, with a response to my question here for the first part of our Wide Berth Thursday. Speaking for myself, I'm passionate about the Battle Hawks because, for one, it's our team. And as a St. Louisan, we all should want to support our teams. I must admit, Monday, when listening to this station, I was surprised that a lot of the hosts and producers of the shows on the station did not even watch the game. They watched highlights later, and to me it comes off a little disrespectful to the city. That's just like soccer. We're not all soccer fans, to be honest. The only soccer game I ever watched was a World Cup game once. But since we've gotten our own team, I'm going to take more of an interest in it because I want to support all of our St. Louis teams, and that's how I feel everyone else should support the Battle Hawks as well. That's from the 314. I'm not a should guy when it comes to telling people how to live or act. I also recognize that probably puts me uh, in a minority. But, um, yeah, I think I think St. Louis, relative to, say, L.A. is not a, not a good comparison. But, you know, a size similar, perhaps, in the Midwest, I think there is a pride, or is it a chip-on-the-shoulder thing that comes with it? Yep. And then the, what this person texting in here kind of speaks to what I said at the beginning, and I said it facetiously, but... That, you know, very rarely do you hear or read, unless it's safe, uh, local St. Louis sports media being super critical of a player, a a coach, manager, a team, an owner, take your pick, a building, uniforms, whatever you want to go with. Um, I feel like Missouri kind of can be the outlet to get crapped on because it's kind of safe far away that they might not find out about it. Oh, you think I'm right on that? Yeah. 
Oh, oh yeah. wow, look at that. Yeah, it's a, it's a, is that your true son coming out, and do you actually believe this? Uh, probably a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, subconsciously, the true son in me would say that. But yeah, I think it's anytime it's college, it's not, it's 120 miles west. You can kind of be a little more safe. Same with Illinois. Because uh, you don't really see the same thing with SLU. At least I don't. Mm, interesting. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's just. Been, I mean, listen. This. I, I'm guilty of it. I mean, I've been doing this crap here for you know television since 2000 and radio since 2002. So I observe it. I'm not criticizing people for it specifically. Mm-hmm. I've just kind of recognized the tone, and it's small enough that it's like, oh, you picked against the Cardinals. I was like, well, I gave you my honest opinion. I happen to be wrong. And as a Cardinal fan, I'm glad I was wrong. But right. I don't want to lie to you. What do you want to listen to somebody who's lying to you? I mean, if that's what your game is, you have plenty of options. Trust me. There's a lot. <laughs> Growing <laughs> but, by the day. Yeah, but, you know, give you my honest opinion on it. Um, so that's uh, Deep Dive 1, Deep Dive 2 coming up on the other side of our commercial break. Tim McCurden, Action Jackson with you. This is Bunganass St. Louis Acura's Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. Balloon party driven by Munganass, St. Louis, Acura and Alton Toyota. Tim McKernan Action Jackson with you to the top of the hour. It is a wide berth Thursday. Jackson, the people submit their requests for Mm -hmm. what the deep dive is and the deep dive kind of to my surprise and it got a lot of interaction. Or is uh, people say engagement. engagement? Thank you. Wow, you were on that right yeah, away. Yeah, I, well, I pick up on the buzzwords. Uh, let's see. Th- this one I thought was a, uh, a good part two here. And I'll always use, I'll start, I try to use 2000 as the benchmark to include everybody. Yeah. Because if I go back talk. to the, uh, the 90s or the 80s, we lose the youngs, and I don't want to lose the youngs. Um, but then there are, are so many. The question was essentially. 2006 Cardinals won the World Series, 99 Rams won the Super Bowl, 2019 Blues won the Stanley Cup. So they are acknowledged as great St. Louis teams, but what is the best St. Louis team that didn't win a championship? Um, I think a lot of people would say the 04 Cardinals. 04 Cardinals would certainly be live. This person listed the 2000 Blues, the 2001 Rams. Rams, yeah would be live. Uh-huh. I feel like those are three that I go right off the bat. Yeah. Um and don't think twice about. It. I think the 2004 Cardinals might stand out more because they got swept. Yeah. It's a good call. I, th- I think that that might play a role in it cuz the 2013 Cardinals, I know Mazalak for example, I know that's a they're picking up buzzwords that immediately <laughs> gets people going, but uh the, I know he really thought super highly of that team, not to say that he thought it was better than 2004 team, and at least that one lost in six games. But after they were up 2-1, to one, and then I think it was Cody or Buckles, Clay Buckles, yeah, and uh, starting one of the games, and David Ross, who was hitting like a buck 50, got a hit off Wainwright. It was just, it, that, was real, that was really, as a fan, you can always say, oh, we should have won that game, or should have won that game, or should have won that series. That was one where, man, I really do feel like the Cardinals left out. You have two more games at home. And you're up two to one. The 2013 team 
uh, is one that I feel like may fly under the radar. 09, 09 Cardinals. I love the 09 Cardinals because you had two of the top three finishers in the Cy Young. Yep. And Matt Holiday, the yeah. drop in game two, and yeah. I think the world changes there. Yeah, uh, I think that team was so good. But since they got swept out of the playoffs, I think most people just kind of forget about that yeah, team. Yeah, they do. They, and they think and that team had Pools, Holiday, DeRosa. DeRosa got hurt, though, but he, I mean, he was raking right when he came over from Cleveland. Um, Ryan Ludwig was yeah. a big hitter at that time. Well, uh, the 07 Missouri football team. Oh, that's a nice play. I mean, they were. You that's can, a nice you can play. Joke about the Tiger, or whatever. They were really, but really I don't good think. Team. I don't think relative to the 2001 Rams, the 2004 Cardinals. I don't think they were that much better. They were the byproduct of one of what is considered by a lot of college football fans as the most chaotic college football season, perhaps in the last 50 years. When you had, I think, a new number one, damn near every week. Yeah, they did. Yeah, that was crazy. That wasn't like being number one in this Alabama. No. Georgia era of college football. You right. know, they were teams were falling all over the place for Missouri and Kansas. Don't get me wrong, Kansas was undefeated. Missouri had one loss. Yeah, I hold that team in high esteem. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of another one. 2012 Missouri basketball, 2005 Illinois, Illinois basketball. Yeah, that's a huge one. 05, that team was so good, that yeah. 05 Illini team. They were nasty. And then, uh, yeah, the 2012 Missouri Tigers were also super solid, but they lacked size. So. 1985 Cardinals, and I agree, especially since that's my favorite Cardinal team of all time, but just for the purpose of the conversation, I attempt to start at the year 2000 to include everybody listening and not uh, go back to uh, eliminating Jackson and mm-hmm. those who were in their 30s as well. Uh, 1996 Blues, now again, we're going back pre-2000, but that's a nice play with Gretzky and Hall. And the unfortunate set of circumstances in Game 7, John Casey, the Gretzky giveaway in the neutral zone, Steve Eiserman, how do you do? Oh, Jackson. I was in a—my uh, girlfriend was a freshman at Missouri, and I was, uh, of course, a naughty little frat boy. <laughs> and I was over at her place— uh, was it Lathrop? I think this dorm is it's no do, longer there. No longer there. Yeah, but uh, the building had shut down. I'm sure all the Kansas City fans were cheering for the Red Wings. <laughs> um, and uh, and Blues fan. I mean, you have Gretzky and you have Hall, and you know you're going up against the Red Wings. And, oh man! And oh my God! Oh my God! That remind my emotion, and it's all fitting because it's the exact same game, exact exact same round, just wasn't in St. Louis, was in Detroit. Reminds me of take yourself back if you can, if you can do it. And I realize you might have been enjoying cocktails or something on this evening. To the feeling you had after the first overtime period in 2019 of the mm. Blues and Stars game seven, Ugh. and I specifically remember saying to my wife, going. I don't know if I can handle this anymore. <laughs> I remember being on the sideline for the Rams and Panthers uh, playoff game, the last ever NFL playoff game played in St. Louis, by the way. Steve Smith touchdown, Jason Seahorn. And uh, and, and Dre Bly was in the stands, former Rams corner. And he was like in the front row. And I guess maybe he remembered me from when he was playing and I was doing television and I was still doing television. And we kind of saw each other like as that thing like I don't know I think Carolina missed a kick and Bly you know was pulling for the Rams Mm -hmm. and I just turn around I'm like exhaling he looks at me he's just shaking his head like this is this is this is Mm gut-wrenching 
to experience. Yeah, I bet. So that 1996 Blues-Red Wings game would fall in that category. Um, I would think the 2011 Game 6 of the World Series, probably more so after Berkman's base hit. Because at that point, you'd experience Freeze's triple, Hamilton's home run, thinking it was over, and then Jay and Escalza with the hits, followed by Berkman with two outs and two strikes. You know, so because by freeze time came, freeze came up with the the home run. You're kind of free rolling. It's a tie game in the bottom of the inning. Right. You can't lose. Right. Whereas in the other two situations, in the ninth and tenth, you can lose. So from an intensity standpoint of watching a sporting event, the Blues and Stars, you know, the first like eight minutes of hockey in Boston in Game Seven. Yeah, yeah. I mean, holy crap! Jordan Bennington. Oh, and the. Do? release you experienced on the first goal and the stunned silence that accompanied the second goal and the fact that it was Marchand and the giveaway and cutting to him going, what in the hell was he doing? It just made the whole thing perfect, and you just know. I would love to like have audio of what was really going on in that Boston room after the first period. They probably going, what just happened? Distraught. Like, even distraught. if it was 0-0, I think they would have been distraught. Oh, yeah, yeah. Much okay. less to be down 2 nothing after coming out like they did. Um, the 2005 Cardinals that lost to the Astros in 100 games. That's a nice play, especially after Pujols hit the home run in Houston to I send it back. So. That's a nice play, and it was a 100-win team, as, as uh, referenced here by the texter. Uh, Lisa, and you say Lisa's a, uh, a gem. A gem. Well, Lisa says 2004, that team had it all. And i got to tell you something. While I agree that Lisa's a gem, I would tell you, Lisa, and I would do this off-air because I think you've earned that. The pitching-wise, eh. Watch this. Pitching-wise, eh. Meh. Now, Chris Carpenter was a part of it, and then he got hurt. I think he had an oblique injury in August or September. And so by the time the World Series rolled around, you had Woody Williams starting game one, and he had just thrown a bunch of pitches in a game against Houston, I think game five against Houston in Houston, which Jeff Kent went with a walk-off home run. Um, And then Matt Morris, who God bless Matt Morris, but he just wasn't the same guy as he was a few years earlier. And, you know, you were, it was, it just wasn't, you know, it it was a weak World Series rotation. I would say the weakest World Series rotation I've seen, but then I, of course, think of the fact that Anthony Reyes and Jeff <laughs> Weaver started two years later and they won, so perhaps it's results oriented. No, never been a flatter bill in baseball than Anthony Reyes. He oh my go God! Flat. Uh, Tim had the Blues not rolled over in Game Six against Detroit. Game Seven wouldn't have happened. That's from FedEx Brian. Well, I'll uh, be real honest with uh, you, FedEx Brian. I don't specifically recall that one. I absolutely recall Game 7, though, because, like I said, I was in school. And remember, like, how that building, everybody was watching that game. Mm-hmm. And when that puck beat Casey, oh, God. Yeah, just to mean think. I mean, there are plenty of opportunities for the Stars to beat the Blues in 2019. Boy, that wraparound opportunity. Yep. That was huge. And that's, and that's the, the feel, that intensity. Because usually in sports, usually in sports, you don't have that. That, that. That's You don't have that in baseball. Because no. it's like, okay, bases are loaded. Well, you know the base, bases are loaded. Yeah. You can't be like, it can't catch you off guard. Right. And uh, in a basketball game, like the other night after Missouri takes the lead. Okay, Mississippi State's driving down. You know what could happen. Yeah. Two ties it, three wins it. You know, though, that it could come. So you can kind of brace yourself. Yeah, exactly. In playoff hockey, it's like, it's like you can, it's like 
The Sopranos, you can get whacked and yeah. not even know it's coming. Cuts right to black, yeah. yeah. And the goals are worth, you know, in basketball, there's so many points. Hockey, one goal is oh, so massive. That's why I think the Stanley Cup playoffs are the best, because it's, it's it's either spontaneous euphoria or spontaneous depression, and you have no idea when it's coming in any rush for your team puts you on a high, and when it's up against your team, you're going, oh, God. And you, if you, it's just like constant well, hits of dopamine. Yeah. Because if you stave off the other team's rush, then great. If you are the team that scores, you're on the high. And immediately, like, oh, man, maybe we could win another 15 games and win this thing. So it's the best. I'm really going to – I know I'm not speaking, uh, you know, as controversial as Jackson's takes in the Correct. first segment. But – I am really going to miss not having playoff hockey here in April and May. I've said it before. There's no bigger discrepancy in the excitement and intensity level of a regular season to playoffs than the NHL regular season to NHL playoffs. It's a totally different. It's so crazy. Like, I never locked in, really, and again, honesty and media on regular season hockey, but it doesn't matter what game is on the NHL playoffs. If it's on, you got your peepers on it because, like you said, and at any moment, game can completely turn on its head yeah and and this year in particular i mean i think some blues fans will either adopt or be cheering against um the rangers the mm-hmm. leafs i think there's gonna be a lot of adoption of the leafs yeah i mean the pressure that's on the bruins with the season they're having the pressure that's on the leafs i mean there's a team that just has been a punchline in the postseason and here they are going all in and the pressure that'll be on them um it's it's got a lot, especially that Eastern Conference. It's it's got a lot. It's just the best. I cannot get enough Stanley Cup playoffs. Maple Leafs best uniforms in sports. Wow, out of nowhere, a uniform take. Best uniforms in sports, Toronto Maple Leafs. Really? Yeah, that sweater is gorgeous. The big Maple Leaf with the and I like how they fully say, they say Toronto Maple Leafs. I think it's perfect colorway. Okay, what's the worst uniform in sports? Oh God, uh, Coyotes. Without even a doubt, well, you stayed in hockey. Coyotes or Avalanche are just terrible, absolutely terrible. Yeah, there's some, there's a couple more bad ones out there, but those two really stand out to me. Action Jackson with a Leafs uniform take out of nowhere, just kind of just swiped in. Uh, that Titans are bad. Texans are bad. Come for the reliving of the misery that was 1996 Game Seven. Stay though for the Maple Leafs uniform take. Yeah, I'm just being honest. Well, I've said before that the sweater, the hockey sweater, is the best vessel for a uniform. Best vessel, man. Yeah. We're having a night. I was, I was, I was throwing a break, and all of a sudden you just said best vessel for a uniform, and I'm it like, is. I think they should give us another six hours. Sweaters are awesome. Hockey sweaters are awesome. I wish I owned one. Why don't you get one? You know, you can accomplish that. Well, you know, money could be spent elsewhere. Wow. Oh, well, well, especially if you just call it the best vessel. All right, uh, one final segment here on Wide Birth Thursday. Tim McKernan, Action Jackson with you. It's Balloon Party, driven by Munganess St. Louis Acura on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. This is Balloon Party. Munganess St. Louis Acura, the sponsor. Tim McKernan, Action Jackson with you on the program. And uh, BK and Ferrari are coming up in a matter of moments. Boy, I thought I managed the clock decent today, but I don't know. Uh, Lisa writing in. Great segment. I think I'm biased for the 2004 Cardinals because of the prior series against the Astros because Bush 2 shook. Have a great afternoon, guys. Lisa, Roland, and Edmonds. What a time to be a Cardinal fan. That's yeah, your uh, friend the gym. Yeah, it's, I, I told you. I mean, 05, 06 was like right when I started getting into sports, second, third grade. And to have the 06 Cardinal team with Albert, Edmonds. Carpenter. Uh, Carpenter, Roland, Yachty, the emergence of Adam Wainwright in the playoffs. It was like the greatest thing ever. 
Uh, he dislikes two of the best NFL uniforms. That's from the 6-3. You actually think the Titans have one of the best uniforms in the NFL? I didn't recall which uniforms you uh, went after. Titans and Texans. There's plenty more. I got more where that can. Carolina can hop right into that group as well. But the Tennessee Titans are, I think, the worst in the NFL. I don't really think that's an edgy take. No, it's two shades of blue. How right, what are your one? best NFL uniforms? Go. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, I really like the Eagles, super classic. Really? I don't like the Eagles. That's interesting. And I really like... I uh, agree with you on the Raiders. Yeah, and I really like, uh, man, uh, the Saints. The Saints have beautiful uniforms. I love the Gold Dome. I think those are great. Uh, Falcons, great uniforms. Wow. Well, you just, there's curveball after curveball there afterwards. I, I like what I like, you know? I know. I, and some people like some things and some people don't like other things. And that's completely fine. I mean, they just kind of switched. But once, once you went Texans and Titans, I'm like, okay, the gentleman prefers a more classic uniform. And then you started moving all over the place. I, I think I do have a, like, but I, I also, I don't like the Packers uniforms. I hate the Cowboys, how they get to wear white at home. And I don't like the Steelers uniforms really either, so... Uh, worst uniform is what Lisa Ann made her foot boy wear in Jamaica. That's from the 314. Talking about the yellow cummerbund? Oh, wow. Yeah. Initially, I didn't know what that meant, but that's a great text. Are we giving anything away today? No, and even if we were, it ain't going to that guy. Steelers are great. That's from the 314. Ah, uh, I don't. It doesn't. I don't like, but I don't like gold pants. I'd be curious with Kerry Davis, because I had a cup of coffee with the freshman St. Louis U High team before getting cut. And he played in the NFL, so we both have experience. It's similar, similar. And I'd be curious what his and his peers' opinions were. Yeah. I, I love the Steelers only doing the logo on one side. That's really cool. Yeah. I think it makes separates them, but I just, overall, not a big fan. Okay. But hey, you like what you like. If you don't like it, good. If you like it, great. I feel like I usually like what would be considered, I know now it's a, a positive adjective, what are considered cleaner uniforms. mm yeah, I know. Less, you know I mean? less busy. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I think, like, the Dodgers have incredible uniforms. Like the New York Giants, I like. I don't like the lowercase NY. And I was about to say, but I grew up with them playing here in St. Louis with that Giants. That's beautiful. The Giants on the side of the helmet, beautiful. The lowercase NY is like discount Yankees look. It's like we don't need to get all dialed up. We're just here. We're going to kick your ass. Yeah. You know? That's why I liked when they were the Washington football team. I thought that was the greatest name in sports. The Washington football team. That was perfect. <laughs> Kaka Diaper Boy. That's from the 314. No Diaper Boy. The pipes. The pipes are calling from Glen to Glen and all points in between. You have a great voice. I'm pretty excited about my singing voice. You can go high and low. No. I'm excited about myself, I've decided. As you should be, Thank Tim. you, thank you. Uh, BK and Ferrari are coming up next. They'll break down sweaters. They'll break down they football uniforms. They should. <laughs> Missing out if they're not. <laughs> uh, and uh, then we'll be back uh, for the Friday presentation. I'm lost on my days because of uh, yeah, big colonoscopy week. But we off. have a program tomorrow, correct? We do, and it's going to be another, it's, it's a wide berth. Oh, wide berth. Uh, so that's coming up uh, here at 11 o'clock. BK and Ferrario for Action Jackson. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party driven by Munganess, St. Louis Acura on 101 ESPN. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.